0: Outlines, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Everybody stand just in reverence to the Word of God, unless you have an el- some kind of health challenge. Amen? 1 Corinthians fifteen 57. Let's read it together. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And then Romans eight eleven. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from from the dead dead will also give life to to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Amen. Amen. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Sounds like access to me. Sounds like a resurrection access. It sounds like overcoming access. And we're thankful to Almighty God for that. Amen? Amen. Uh, You can be seated. Thank you. We've been on a series of messages uh, that pose the question, am I really a rejoicer? Am I really a rejoicer? Amen. We're a community of believers, a Christian community, but one of the things that the Christian community has to do, it has to evolve. It has to... uh, change for the better so that we can serve this generation. Amen? Amen. And so Rejoice in the Lord Ministries is, uh, is one of those uh, churches that was founded uh, nearly 15 years ago in, in May. Well, in March it has been 15 years, but we're celebrating it in May, uh, 15 years ago, and we wanted to be a pioneering church. So we thought long and hard about uh, the name of the church, you know, what we wanted to emphasize. So rejoice is, is, uh, is, a, is a continuing strand throughout Scripture. Rejoice in the Lord always. Amen? Uh, joy and delight, those uh, Scriptures that talk about, uh, you know, our disposition, our attitude, our temperament, what it should be in light of God's uh, power and God's provisions. And God's protection. Can I get a witness? So, early in the early days, we dubbed ourselves rejoicers. Amen. To kind of capture that sentiment, what does it mean to rejoice in the Lord in an affluent culture, in a culture where uh, needs are met, and we have plenty? Can I get a witness in the house? We have plenty. You know, the appropriate response to a loving and a living God is to rejoice, to worship him lavishly and extravagantly. Amen? Amen. And we have cause to do so. You know, and one of the reasons we're here commemorating and celebrating the resurrection is that we have cause to be ecstatic, to be excited, to be elated, to be enthusiastic about what Jesus Christ has done. He did battle. Amen, somebody. He did battle with every conceivable thing that we might face. Amen? You name it, any hurt, any harm, any danger, any difficulty, any trials, any tribulations, any struggles, he went through it. And he faced every enemy that we have to face. Every enemy. First ourselves. So he came with the stuff needed for us to be reborn and refreshed and refilled and reconnected with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He he, he helped us battle this selfishness, you know, and he came with that humble spirit saying, I didn't come, you know, to seek and save. I came to seek and save that which was lost. So he came to see about the last, the least, the lost. He did battle with sickness. Amen? So he laid hands on people and different means and methods that he utilized for people to be healed. Mm -hmm. He said, I came to set the captives free. So he basically fraternized with people who were on the margins, who was ostracized, who were estranged from culture and society. Amen? So so those who were on the lower echelon, the the, the lowest rung of society— he connected with, even though the religious community at that time said it was taboo. They're off limits, prostitutes, sinners, amen, tax collectors, you know, mafiosa type folk, gang leaders, you know, know, just, just folk who are deeply immersed in criminality, in sin, who've gone further down the road than maybe some of us have gone, amen, but he connected with them, and he made available to them the opportunity to receive him. Isn't that powerful? Amen. Amen. You know, he took on Satan. Amen. You know, Satan came to him after he had been uh, fasting for 40 days in the wilderness. And he said, you know, hey, you know, turn this, this, these rocks into bread. Satan is tempting him. You know, you know let, let me make you over all kingdoms. You know, you know, jump off this precipice and show off your, your, your miracle prowess, how much, how much supernatural power is in you to display your power. You know, So it's, and, and, and Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. You know, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. Amen. So he quoted Scripture, and he gave us the tools needed for us to combat the enemy, combat evil, combat demonic hosts. Amen. Then he trained in an impeccable fashion disciples that would teach us how to spread the good news and send us out to do likewise. Amen. Amen. And he, he dealt with hunger. You know, he fed the hungry. Praise God. He raised the dead. Amen. And in his final act, amen, he dealt with the final enemy, which is death. Hmm. Felt with the the final enemy. And not only does he show us how to live, he shows us how to die. Amen, somebody. You know, some of us, we're not ready to die. Amen. We fear it. And it's something that we're putting off trying to deal with. But we need to analyze and study and pay attention to how Jesus responded to death. Amen. The word that I preached Friday night, uh, it, it was like his last word was into thy hands. He was talking to the Father. I commend, I commit my spirit. Amen. Are you ready to commit it all to Jesus? Because he has us in his hands, and his hands are strong enough and big enough to hold us, praise God. I think today I want to try to deal with uh, how this resurrection gives us the power to overcome setbacks. Amen, somebody. Uh, Somebody said, I think it's a book written that says a setback is a setup for a comeback. Amen. So, 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 So we have setbacks in our lives, things that we have to get over and get past. And, you know, amen, somebody things that we have to make it through. We have, you know, we love comeback stories. Can I get a witness in the house? Who can tell me about some comeback stories? Let's see if we can get some engagement. Oh, I knew that was going to come at you right away. <laughs> Tiger Woods. <laughs> Amen. Tiger Woods had won a major uh, tournament in uh, 11 years. And in the midst of that, You know, he's had all these setbacks. He's had three uh, back surgeries, one in which they fused these bones together. Didn't think that he could make a comeback. Had problems just being mobile at times. But what a celebration that took place. Grown men crying. (laughs) Seriously. Grown men all excited and exuberant about Tiger winning this master's that green jacket. Give me some more examples. Mm, magic. <laughs> the magic, oh, okay. I guess it's kind of victory, you know. They, been, they ain't been in the playoffs in seven years, you know. So, but I, I'm talking about some complete victory, though. Magic could be a good example if they win the championship this year. I don't think they're going to make it out the first round. <laughs> what else? Give me, give me another one. Virginia. Virginia. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. So they started at the bottom and made it all the way to the top. You know, uh, uh, not a storied program like the Dukes and the Kentuckys and, you know, the North Carolinas. Amen. Uh, and so they come from nowhere to rise to the top in the basketball arena in the NCAA. Mandela. Mandela, praise God. He's one of mine. He's on my list. He's in prison 28 years. 28 years he's in prison. In prison, a political pris- prisoner in South Africa. And he comes out of that situation, first of all, not bitter, not angry, you know, uh, not disgruntled, not vindictive. Somehow he's able to maintain a, 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 a diplomatic and a noble kind of temperament. Comes out of that to become the leader of a nation. Yeah. Amen. 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 To become the president of South Africa. Amen. Mandela. Anybody else got some examples? Obama. Obama. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so he he kind of represents. Uh, You know, uh, African-Americans, to a certain extent, coming from the very bottom rung of society, didn't think that they would ever rise out of uh, slavery, segregation, Jim Crow, you know, uh, and uh, the degradation and the oppression. Amen? And yet rises to the top to become the leader of the free world, the president of the United States of America. What What a story. Again, akin to President Obama. But in this instance you know, representing a people, amen, who were historically oppressed and still have some overcoming to do. Can I get a witness? You know, and then in the athletic arena, I think about uh, George Foreman, you know, almost at 40 years old. You know, see, young folk don't even know who George Foreman is. All they know is a George Foreman grill. George Foreman was a, was a heavyweight boxer who was at one time, uh, a, you know, a, a cha- the champion of the world. And, and basically, you know, in the 70s, because of a, of a, of a Christian conviction, he stopped, he stopped boxing. Amen. And he retired from boxing uh, and pursued some other things. And he came back almost 40 years old. Unprecedented. Uh, to fight and to contend again for the heavyweight championship of the world. And he became the oldest man to ever win the heavyweight championship, he, a comeback. And one of the reasons that he pursued this is that he wanted to build a youth center for kids in the neighborhood who came up like him. He said, I want to win another person so I can build this center, a, a, a Christian. Amen? And so you got these comeback stories, and and most movies that's really good, amen, somebody, they're going to have some kind of comeback theme. Rocky. Creed. You know, you get beat down, you get back up again, and you win the title, whether fictitious or in reality. Amen? And <laughs> hey, you know something serious going to happen at this next Avengers movie, right? You're talking about some resurrection. because <laughs> They can't let the black Panther die. <laughs> so with that, they, it better be some resurrection. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Okay. Okay, it needs. <laughs> Cardi B. O'Curr. <ochre>. It, <laughs> it, it need to be some resurrection. Don't quote me on her. Don't quote me on her. (laughs) So so we got these examples, you know, Tiger Woods, Nelson Mandela, uh, even Michael Jordan. He left the game. He came back to the game. And uh, these examples of comebacks. Amen, somebody. But the greatest victory of all, the greatest comeback of all is Jesus Christ dying coming back after dying, after being in the grave for three days to resurrect. Greatest victory ever told. Amen. The greatest battle ever won. Praise God. The greatest triumph ever chronicled. Praise God. Because without a crucifixion, there couldn't have been a resurrection. So he goes through it all. And life will sometimes push us down. It, was, it will sometimes disappoint. It will sometimes discourage, and we will sometimes have to grapple with bad news. Can I get a witness in the house? And we will sometimes lose our enthusiasm. But just because you get knocked down doesn't mean that you have to stay down. Amen, Amen, somebody. Uh, Donnie McCurkin, you know, we fall down, but we get back up again. We get back up again. He's talking about the Christian, praise God, and uh, we have challenges, difficulties, obstacles that we face, and you know, it might be sickness, it might be people, you know, a a lack of a a conciliatory kind of relationship with somebody, or obstacles, amen, but our destiny is to be renewed, to be restored, to be reconciled, God is in the business of refurbishing us, and giving us second, third, fourth, fifth chances. Isn't that good news? Amen. Amen. You might have a setback in your finances, or that maybe there's been a breakup, or some, your career has gone off course, but God is in the business of renewing and restoring. I got some comeback stories. Rejoice is a comeback story. Yeah. Somebody, give, can I get any witnesses in the house? Amen. This church is my second iteration. Amen. Amen. And my second major pastorate, not my first. So God... It's in the business of bounce-back stories. Amen. The question is, do you have a bounce-back mentality? Yes. Amen? Yes. Or have you thrown in the towel? Yes. Have you given up? We should have a bounce-back mentality. Yes. Amen? We should be like that beach ball, you know, out in the ocean. You push it down, it's coming back up, baby. Right. Right. Amen? I don't care how much you push it down, you... You can use force and get it all the way under the water. That that, that beach ball, just filled with air, has the capacity to rise above. Isn't that something? And we have a greater capacity than any inanimate object to rise above. But like the beach ball, we got to receive the breath. Amen? The breath from heaven to rise. So the question is, have we allowed our God to blow the breath of life? Have we been born again? Have we been filled with the spirit of the living God so that we can bounce back, so that we can overcome, so that we can have a comeback? Praise God. Jesus mastered this comeback. Amen. He's a turnaround story on steroids. Amen, Amen, somebody. He's crucified. He's in the grave. He's knocked down, but he will not be knocked out. Satan, for a moment, thought he had won. He thought he was victorious. I'm sure he's out in the corner grinning. I got him now. I got him down. And I got the people. Now I'm in control. I'm at large and in charge. But God had another story. He went down and did battle with the demonic host and took back, took back for us on our behalf what Satan stole. Amen. Took back our status. Took back our connection with God. Praise God. Took back our salvation, our deliverance, our healing, praise God, our help and our health. So now we can be reconnected with God through the Spirit of Almighty God by tapping into the Spirit of Almighty God. Amen. 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 Isn't that good news? So the Scripture is full of stories about comebacks, heroes who had some frailties and some, some difficulties and some problems, but God allowed them to rise above the problems. You know, let me pull a few of them out. Joseph, Joseph, he was a dreamer, amen? And he dreamed that God would elevate him, and he made the mistake. You can't always tell everybody about your dreams. He made the mistake of telling his brothers who were older than him about his dream. And they interpreted that dream to say, you know something? You're saying that you're going to be higher than us, and you are the runt of the litter. That's not how we do business. That's, that's, it's a pecking order. You know, there, there is a, you know, a graduation to this process. You don't, you don't leapfrog over us. And so they had such disdain and contempt for his story and his proclamation that they sold him into slavery. Amen? And he was... Uh, And then, uh, to to add insult to injury, after being a slave in Potiphar's house, you know, Potiphar's wife came at him. Have mercy, Lord. And in essence, uh, he was falsely accused of making, you know, inappropriate advances to Potiphar's wife. And then he's further imprisoned. So he was 13 years a slave. That sounds like that movie, right? (laughs) 13 years a slave. Until... He dreamed again, and then Pharaoh dreamed, and Pharaoh needed an interpretation for his dream, and Joseph interpreted the dream, and as a result of that dream's interpretation, they were warned, forewarned about a coming famine and drought in the land. And then Joseph was put in charge of orchestrating for the nation a plan, a strategic plan, to make sure they were ready for the seven years of trauma and trouble. So he was played second in command only to Pharaoh himself over the Egyptian nation, the strongest nation at that time on the face of the planet. Amen? Amen. So now he's responsible for saving Egypt, he's responsible for saving Israel, and he's responsible for saving his family. And when His brothers came to him, unbeknownst that he was his brother, pleading for some assistance. When he revealed himself, this is what he had to say to his brothers. You might have meant it for harm, but God meant it for good. Isn't that powerful? He kept his eye on the prize, even when times were tough and dark. He did not become bitter or vindictive, or ready to hold a grudge. He maintained his composure, and he loved in spite of, praise God, and as a result, God could use him to usher in a time of victory for others. Amen? Let's see if we can get another example. Uh, David. You know, we're very familiar with David's sin of adultery, but David really was, he committed at least five sins uh, that are a part of the Ten Commandments. He coveted, he committed adultery, he stole, he lied, and he murdered. Yet the Word of God says David was a man after God's own heart. So he made a comeback because of his worship and devotion and love for God, amen, and his willingness to repent and confess, amen, A comeback story. Can I get a witness in the house? Look at Elijah. Elijah is a prophet of God. And Elijah experienced at least five major miracles in his life. Amen. First of all, he made a pronouncement that the rain would stop for three years. And for three years, it did not rain. Among his command, his demand, it did not rain. Amen. He was fed miraculously by ravens. He was was one time fed by a widow who expanded her cupboard miraculously by extra flour and oil appearing miraculously in empty containers. She poured oil, and the scriptures say the more she poured, the more she had to pour. Amen? Elijah's in the midst of these miracles. On one instance... There were, there were uh, prophets, hundreds of prophets of Baal who were coming up against Israel. He called down fire from heaven, amen, for these Baal, prophets of Baal to be destroyed. Again, warfare that God orchestrates. Yet, in the midst of his victories, he got a little depressed, amen, and he was burned out. And he got so depressed that he sat up under a juniper tree, and he wanted to die. Amen. But God restored him, and he bounced back from that low mentality to overcome again. Amen. What about another one? Uh, John, John Mark in Scripture. Listen to me. Listen. John Mark in Scripture, he was one of the disciples. And... Uh, Paul and Barnabas were going on a trip, a missionary trip. And halfway on their way to the trip, John Mark decided, I don't want to go. I'm scared. You know, I'm going back home. So John Mark deserted Paul and Barnabas. And later, Barnabas Barnabas tried to reinsert uh, John back into a missionary trip. And Paul objected. And as a result, strife occurred between Paul and Barnabas, and they divided. But as a result of Barnabas taking John on that trip, John redeemed himself, John Mark. He redeemed himself, and he regained, regained his status, and later he came to Paul's rescue. And Paul commended him as being stellar, outstanding, dependable, loyal, after initially being dubbed a deserter, abandoning them. Amen, somebody. So you got somebody that's dealing with sin. You got somebody that's dealing with depression. You got somebody that's dealing with abandonment, but they all came back. Paul, the apostle Paul, formerly Saul, he had a, a terrible history. He persecuted Christians. He was responsible for the death of Christians. He, he, was, he was an avid fan of persecution. matter of fact, the folk that he apprehended, the letters that they, they, that they wrote to family and friends, he would track those folk down in order to get to them. He was dogged in his attempt to try to attack Christians until one day he's riding through this community on the Damascus Road, and God knocks him off his heart. He literally blinds him. And says, I'm going to use you. And God changes him. Paul becomes the most uh, voluminous writer. He wrote most of the New Testament. Amen. And he becomes this committed Christian. In spite of his background. In spite of this awful history. Sometimes we got histories that we're ashamed of. But God can still use us. Amen. Amen, somebody. God can still. We can still make a comeback. The apostle Peter. One of the disciples of Jesus Christ, Peter, you know, he so committed. He was known to be impetuous, loud, but you can imagine he had a lot of fun. Jesus said, you're a part of my, you're the, you're the part of the big three. You, you, you hang with me because you're the life of the party. Yeah, You ever been around somebody like that? You just want them around, even though they, don't, they may not make good choices, have good judgment sometimes. They're just fun. <laughs> Amen. So you stick with him anyhow. So Peter, one of those guys, you stick with him anyhow, and, he, and he'll ride a die type dude too. So in the Garden of Gethsemane, the, the soldiers, they are surrounded soldiers coming. Peter pulled out his sword and cut off one of them soldiers' ear. He was skilled. <laughs> Amen. And uh, so, so Peter's that dude. Jesus picked up his ear, put it back on. <laughs> True story. Read your scripture. <laughs> Read your <laughs> he did. It's still funny. Okay, thank you. Okay. And, and so, so Peter then is told by Jesus on the heels of the, of, of, the, of the crucifixion that before the cock crows three times, you're going to deny me. Amen. Peter, you know. No, I'm not going to deny you. I'm not going to deny you. I'm not. And guess what? You know, he denied him three times. And he didn't deny him just regularly. He cussed some folk out. Amen. It's in scripture. He cussed some folk out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Jesus. I don't know what the blank blank you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Peter went in. But yet, Peter is the one who walked on water. The only disciple that believed and had enough faith. Peter is the one that Jesus said, I give to you the keys to the kingdom. Upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Peter is the one on the day of Pentecost, after the resurrection, Peter preaches the first sermon and declares the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and 3,000 people came to Christ that very moment. That's Peter. You're talking about a comeback story. Amen, somebody. Peter comes back. Amen. He comes back from failure. He comes back from denial, praise God. These comeback stories are real, praise God. And we have to decide that whatever our situation is, that God has the power to allow us to have amazing comebacks as well. Can I get a witness in the house? You know, you know Starfish, the story about Starfish you know, if you sever parts of their body, if the disc is still in place, they'll grow it back. You know, one time farm, uh, uh, fishermen didn't know that, and so uh, this, uh, this oyster bed is replete with uh, starfish, and they decide, well, we're going to gather up all the starfish and cut them up, then put them back in the water. And what they didn't realize was they were multiplying the starfish, you <laughs> know. It's, 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 it's a phenomenal little creature that, that that's, even though it is it, cut, it can be restored. Even though it's it's diminished, it can be restored. Even though and, and, and that's what Christians are. We can be cut. We can be persecuted. But but we can come back from that. That's 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 the, that's our superpower. That we can we can come back. Praise God, we can confess our sins, but he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We can come back, praise God. He can reestablish us. He can restore us. he, he He can bless us, praise God. We can rise. As a result of Jesus rising, we have risability. Amen, somebody. You know, it's so powerful to know that That God can help us to rise above our finances. He can help us to rise above uh, relational problems. He can help us rise above uh, all kinds of issues if we tap into the power, the presence, the peace, the love, the strength, the resurrection power of Jesus the Christ. Can I get a witness in the house? I got no message, but I'm out of time. So won't you stand all over the house? Thank you, Jesus, and we'll hear more about this in the near future. Amen? Amen. Powerful comebacks is uh, what the story of the Word of God leads us to. Amen? Some folk don't realize they need to come back. Isn't that a problem? That you don't realize that you're in the darkness, that you're in sin, that you're in a troublesome place, that you're disconnected. God gives us an opportunity to come back and to reconnect. Amen. Samson, you know, he failed. And he had to reach in and tap into again the spiritual power that gave him strength. And he was able again to have one last hurrah to defeat enemies on behalf of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. God is able to direct our attention toward him. He's able to refresh and to renew, to make over, and to recreate. Do you believe that today? Let's give God some praise for that then. I want to invite somebody. To tap into this comeback power. The power to be renewed and restored. And to start again. Amen. And guess what? How often we get opportunities to start again. The Word of God says that God grants us new mercies daily. His grace is available daily. Praise God. His renewing strength is is, is made available to us daily praise God so we just need to come after him run after him seek him with all our heart mind soul and strength emotions everything that we have run after him and let him have his way in us I want to invite somebody to make a decision today to step out on faith to come forward in his name to let him have his way in you today by making a choice you don't have to feel a certain way You just step out on faith, sound God. Step out on faith, let God have his way in you today. Don't put this off, don't procrastinate, don't delay. Say I'm yours Lord, I'm coming in your name. Your power is matchless, unsurpassed. To tap into your power is a privilege and an honor and it's available to all of us. Isn't that something? There's an old African proverb that says, no one's path has to cross another's to God. In other words, I can have a strong, vital, significant relationship with God just just like anybody else can, I can. Just like anybody else can know Him, to love Him, to serve Him, be directed by Him, Uh, evidence the fruit of the Spirit and the power of God being manifested in their lives, It can be manifested in my life. So we claim in the name of Jesus Christ, the power of God to overcome. Somebody say overcoming power. Say it again, overcoming power. Say it like you mean it, overcoming power. Because the word of God says that we are more than conquerors. You don't have to fear death anymore because Jesus has settled that issue. And he's given us overcoming power through his death, but more so through his resurrection. God discarded this body, and we're going to discard this body one day, and he's going to give us brand new glorified bodies, Zach 2.0. Amen, somebody. Y'all don't hear me. Zach 2.0. You're looking at the number one version, but I got another version coming. And I'm glad that I can claim that version of me. And you can claim that version of you, praise God, if only you connect strongly and stay connected and reconnect. And so I want to give somebody an opportunity to affirm or reaffirm faith, to connect or reconnect with the family, the fold, the fellowship, the community of believers, and to step forward in his powerful name today. Come in his name. Every heart praying, we're going to worship for a few moments. We invite you to come. making time. Step forward in his name. Thank you, Jesus. You have captured my heart I am so, your God. Come on, can you lift your voice on Come on. Decision-making time. Captured my heart. Come on, sing it like you mean it. Lift your voices. Lift your voices. Lift your voices. You've captured my heart. With your love. Captured my heart suit my heart with your love. Thank you for your love.